Hello to all you fellow experiencers out there. This is James, the host of The Spirited Body. And in this episode and the next couple episodes, I'll be using the deck of release that I channeled from the Council of Light to provide a reading for a guest that comes on the show with us. The Council wanted me to use this deck for a reading to help you guys better understand the difference between what their definitions of uh, relationships and attachments are. Um, and the process of using the deck consists of concentrating on an area of dissatisfaction in your life and then pulling one card from each of three stacks. There's a, a realm card, a relationship card, and an attachment card. And these help identify where this problem or, or the, how the components of this problem and how these three things work in relationship with each other to create that area of dissatisfaction in your life so that it can be better understood. And once these three cards are pulled, then we pull a card of release. And the card of release identifies where this problem exists within your energy makeup, within your entire energy makeup, and provides a, a short meditation using crystals that the Council of Light um, identified for me uh, as helpful to perform this release. So um, enjoy this episode, and I hope it helps. And as always, like, subscribe, and rate on whatever platform you're listening to, and reach out with questions or stories you have. I'd love to hear from you, james at thespiritedbody.com or at thespiritedbody on Instagram. Hope you enjoy the episode. Is anyone else just, I'm just over here having a brain aneurysm, it's only me? <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. Hello, hello, hello to all you fellow experiencers out there. Welcome to the Spirited Body Podcast. This is the podcast about activating and living from your spirit in your daily actions and experiences. My guides want to show you how to interpret your life through the lens of your highest self so it can be easier, joyful, and satisfying. After all, you're all just spirits in a physical body. I'm James. I'm your host, uh, psychic, medium, and I was contacted by a group of spiritual beings called the Council of Light, and they wanted me to spread this information out to the world um, so everyone can handle their life better, be happier, uh, have more satisfaction out of their life. And I started this wonderful project with my friend Katie and co-host. Hi, Katie. Hello. How are you? I've been up since five. I'm excited about this one. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a different kind of episode. This week, we're doing an episode where I haven't channeled anything from uh, the Council of Light, but I'm going to be doing some readings with the cards that I channeled from them to help people understand um, areas of their life that are unsatisfying so they can get a different perspective on why this particular area of their life is unsatisfying, what where their sort of perceptions are off. And um, and then at the end of the, the deck, there's a, a release that the that they that I have channeled as well that they ha will talk the person through. So we have some volunteers. <laughs> I'm super excited because you I've done this deck with you once, but like even the more I like do the podcast with you, 
the more I feel like I understand. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to look at this in a totally different lens. So I'm really excited to like revisit the cards and and have like a different meaning behind them now. Yeah, so. it's going to be really, it's going to be interesting for me. I haven't really sat down and done it with someone in a, in a while. Um, these cards are primarily meant for um, an individual to do for themselves. I see. But um, I know that as a practitioner, as at they, any, any medium can be used as a tool to get information for people. And so I, I'm really excited to see where we go with this today. And uh, so don't be nervous. <laughs> so um, let's welcome our first guest. First guest is Marnie. Uh, she's a dear, 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 dear friend of mine. Uh, one of my best friends in the whole world. She really uh, started this journey with me, uh, the psychic journey uh, about eight, nine years ago, nine, nine years ago. So uh, we're just thick as thieves. She's part of my original coven. And welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks so much. I love your podcast. I listen to it faithfully and now I get to be on it. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to be just as famous as we are. <laughs> yeah. James can hardly thing. go in public anymore. It's getting pretty bad. Yeah. So, um, so this, so we're going to sort of jump right in Okay. and I'm going to, uh, like you, you've done the cards before, right? I have yep. a, a while ago, right? It's been a long time. And so what have you thought of an, an area of your life that you, that is dissatisfying for you and that you would like to have more information about? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I was, have you narrowed it down? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you first asked me, I'm like, okay, wait, just one area or my entire life. Um, no, I, I do have, and I, I came prepared with a question about a choice to be made. Okay. And I also came with a topic of discontent. Which one do you think I should focus on? Let's do the topic of discontent because okay. that's more appropriate for what the cards are. And then what my natural feeling is to say, what, what will happen is from that experience, you're either going to get insight into the question or the question is going to make, have more clarity um, or you I'll be able to give you clarity based on what, what was Okay. Discussed. Got it. Discovered? Yes. Uncovered. 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 So denuded. So um what we're gonna do is I'm gonna let you so there's choice in how this happens. So you can either tell us what you wanna learn, like what your topic is, but you don't need to share it. Um do you feel comfortable sharing it up front or do you wanna wait? Why don't I wait? Okay, let's wait. So what we're gonna do is there's three different cards. Um, there's the cards of uh, relationship, there's the realm cards, and then there's the attachment cards. Mm -hmm. So you can either in the different colors. So you can either um, shuffle them all together and pick them up or shuffle the decks individually and pick individually. Okay. It's up to you. Um, I'll do them individually. Okay. So we're going to start with the realm cards and then put it face down. When you pick it. Good. Okay. Nice job. Nice shuffling. <laughs> and then this is going to be <laughs> the, <laughs> the relationship cards. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> and then <laughs> the last ones are the attachment cards. Well, the second right. to last. There's a lot more of these. Yes. All right. 
Got it. Okay. Got them? Mm-hmm. Good. All right. So what we're going to do is now we're going to lift over the cards, uh, keeping in mind uh, what your problem is and where you feel dissatisfied. And they really want you to, even though you may not know exactly what the meaning of the card is, that they talk a lot about the energetic transfer in um, in the the establishment, in in the actual channing, channeling and the making of the cards, that the words that they have and the titles that they've put on the cards transmit an, a, a certain type of energy. So when you reveal and you flip over the card and you read about it, you're going to get a feeling just from the words of it, even though you may not cognitively understand what they mean. Okay. And they want you to understand that that is the truth of truth of the card being revealed to you energetically outside of your cognitive understanding. Does that okay. make sense? Yep. Makes sense. Okay. So the first card we're going to flip over is the realm card. Now the realm card is uh, there's three realm cards. Yeah. It's the, uh, it has to do with mind, body, soul, mm-hmm. past, present, eternal. That's how they trans translate and, you know, those are interchangeable as far as the council of light is concerned in terms of our life. And so where, what you're going to reveal is where this unsatisfaction, this, this part of your life that isn't fully um, satisfying to you, pleasing to you. uh, It's not meeting what needs, you know, where you want it to be. Where does it live? It does, it is, it is, does it exist in your eternal does it exist in your physical present mm-hmm. or does it exist in your past, like your physical mind, like your psychology? Okay. okay. So we can <clears throat> flip that over. Okay. You want me to read it out loud? Yes. Realm of the present. Ooh. Okay. So I'm going to read mm-hmm. what they wrote about it. The realm of the present points to an imbalance in balance with what is happening around you or your ability to connect with and learn from the information that you are being provided currently. Are you missing something? Are you avoiding something? It deals with the physical body as a means for gathering that information through sensation and physical experience. Your physical body may be hurting or limited and therefore unable to provide you with the accurate information, or you may be avoiding information by creating sensation through overstimulation, alcohol, drugs, food, exercise. This card may also indicate a turning away or denying information that is being provided. Drawing this card means that your current issue is more predominant in the current world and experiences around you, creating an overemphasis on the physical. Are you able to truly see and experience the information? What current physical realities are not being seen or recognized? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 like yeah it's so true do you want to explain more do you want me to explain or you want to read more no do you uh, so yeah basically i mean i might as well divulge my discontent so we can we can relate it um and this is nothing new because you've known me for so long i live sort of in a constant state of feeling like i don't belong where i am mm. and dissatisfaction with my location where i am always feel like I need to be moving on being somewhere else. Like physically, physically. Yeah. And, um, 
Yeah. I mean, it's very accurate talking about physicality and, and physical, like I've had some health issues that have shown up this year and some other things. So yeah, I think it's super accurate. Okay. Like, would you describe it as like a restlessness or more like you're feeling called to go somewhere else, but you don't know where that place both. is? I would say okay. both. Yep. The restlessness I've always had. It's been part of my psyche since a child. Okay. So, but the um, being called to go somewhere now is, is something new. Oh, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. 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 But not, I don't know where. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's do the next card. All right. So this is the next layer. The next layer is going to be the relationship card. And the relationship card has to deal with your, according to the Council of Light, when you have an area of dissatisfaction in your life, in your life, it's because one of the root causes is because you are not focused on what your internal highest, most true self is telling you. You are no longer using um, your highest self as the guiding light. You have moved that relationship, which should be your primary relationship. You have moved your attention to a different relationship. And so, the next card is going to be reveal where you've moved that relationship from yourself to whatever in terms of this issue. Okay. And that's the green card mm -hmm. relationship to future. Whoa. That's a drip. <laughs> How does that feel to you without even reading anything? Yeah. How can we, I mean, more. it makes me, it, uh, this whole question of where to proceed, where to go next, where to, who, what, where in the future. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, that's what she was just talking about. <laughs> Is anyone else? Just, I'm just over here having a brain aneurysm. It's only me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, relationship to future. What will happen? What should I do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's wild. What will I do if? These are all questions of someone who is too focused on the future. The worry of the correct and best outcome consumes. It is the attempt to force control over a situation that does not allow for the forces of the universe to play. It reveals doubt in the universe's ability to provide, correct, and lead you to the best possible outcome. It is a closing of the communication with your soul as, you, as your protective mind is determining the best outcome for yourself and limiting potential for learning and growth and balance. Pulling this card indicates that focus has shifted from your current state of being and your feelings of what makes you joyful and connected to your highest self in favor of focusing on what should happen in the future, what you have determined to be the best outcome for you. This focus on outcome is not a connection to the eternal. It is a limiting potential and closing true connection to yourself, which would allow for any outcome without fear and the outcome for your highest good. Yeah. <laughs> How does that sit? It's, it sits. I mean, it's absolutely accurate. I think that what runs through my mind when I'm listening to that is a lot of my decisions I make are based on the health and welfare of my kids, mm. which I'm torn between when I listen to that. Okay, um, if Marnie were just focusing on Marnie in the current moment, does that exclude 
worry, concern about the best possible outcomes for the, my loved ones, or I feel like I need to be more um, active in what happens over the next couple of years. For your children. Yeah. There, there is this weird thing that happens in mothering and the, the, the thing that came to my mind was spiritual enmeshment where it's like, I can't decide my spiritual destiny without the consideration of theirs. And it gets very, very hard to navigate what the next best step is. And, and I, I don't know if maybe you can speak to the father side of that. I mean, I know you're also, you're, you're single parenting, right? So that probably weighs more on you, but I'm like, how do we navigate that? Because it, it does feel like sort of like I'm blind because I can't separate the two. Um, so I'm going to speak, uh, a, a, as a parent. I'm just going to put parent instead of mother. I, I've never been a mother, so I don't know. And you guys have never been a father. So it's right. difficult to really share with those two, I think, in a societal construct of the traditional role of mother and traditional role of father. It's easy to assume that. But I think as a parent, when I'm primarily responsible for my children, I definitely understand that. Like, what's good for my kids? What's good for me? It is what's good for me? What's good for my kids? All those, yeah. All those things. But I think what I want to speak to as they're speaking to me, as you read this is a better understanding of what those pieces are. And I think this is going to speak to your question too, is when you make those decisions for your kids, for your kids, you are placing automatically a judgment on what is better and what is worse. Yeah. You're absolutely predetermining the should that there is a better and a worse. And if you dig deep, you will see that that better or worse is your internal perception that you are giving them. Right. In relation to what is happening around you, in relation to what society is telling you is better or worse, rather than what your feeling of better and worse is. And we feel the struggle inside of you has more to do with you identifying what is better and worse for you and what that truly means and the internal struggle you feel with comparing and contrasting with people around you rather than attaching to, holding on to, identifying with the true better and worse inside of you. And that's the call that's being asked of you. And that's where the dissatisfaction is going to come from. Because you haven't found it. You haven't found that voice inside of yourself that you fully embrace and hold. Right. Accept. And not let anyone else touch. And the most satisfied version of you is going to be better for everyone in your life. Even if that satisfied version is at the Top of the Himalayas. <laughs> Your most satisfied self will always be best for everyone around you. Right. Seeking adventure doesn't mean neglect. Seeking adventure doesn't mean forsaking the people that you need to care for in your life or that you feel you need to care for or that you feel you need to care for in the way that you feel you need to care for them. Right. And there is the, 
the struggle that you are feeling internally is the definition of those ways of caring have been handed to you and you are afraid to question them and break that mold. That's what that is like the work that like I've personally been doing is that like society puts these things on women. And if you question them, you're somehow looked at like you have two heads. And so it's really, I would say the biggest challenge in my life so far has been listening to what's good for me in contrast to what society or influences tell me what's best for them. And And I just, it's like, it's like you're in jail. And we also want to emphasize that as mothers and as spouses, you have entered into a social contract with another being right? who's upholding their own idea of what that social contract is supposed to look like it's and messy. their expectations. Mm-hmm. As well as everything you grew up with. And you so know. the struggle it's messy. is intense, but the work towards satisfaction is letting go of of identifying and trying to let go of what has been other versus what is true to you. Yeah. So it's like an untangling. Yeah. It's an identifying. Well, if you figure out how to do it and then could let me know, that would be great. (laughs) Maybe I'll write a book. Yeah. (laughs) What we really want you to understand is you don't have to identify all the areas in which you have assumed somebody else's ideas or where you're living out someone else's ideas. We want you to see that all you need to to identify is what you want. Which is no small task. It's hard. But the responsibility of identifying Mm -hmm. everything that you don't want is not your task. Right. Identify what you want. Identify what feels good. Identify how your relationship with your child, with your family, you want it to be. It doesn't need to look like somebody else's. Nobody else is in that relationship. Okay. 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 Let's go. It's hard work. (laughs) Let's go to the next card. It is really hard work, though. Very hard work. Give yourself a lot of grace in that process. Absolutely. It's not easy. I mean, even as as a dad, that's something that's a struggle. But, you know, divorcing from a no one in the family divorced Coming out, raising oh, yeah. kids as my own. I <laughs> I swung that wrecking ball pretty hard. It's <laughs> <And laughs> something I'm a little bit easier for me to to break it down, but I still have those those voices where I have to constantly look back and say, "Does this feel good for me mm-hmm. to do this with my kids?" And if I see where what it's doing for my kids, that's all I'm gonna. That's all that's gonna matter. I know that I don't have ill will or the desire to hurt my kids, kill kids in any way. And if you can trust that you can trust other things about your decision-making around them. I think that's the key, the trust. And sometimes I think I've lost the confidence to trust myself. It's so hard because at some point you give up. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do this. And finding that satisfaction is it, it, you've lost it so long ago. That you, it feels like this is what I'm supposed to do. Well, and like, I keep, I'm so sorry that I like, I'm going to beat a dead horse with like the female species has been, it's because I feel like as women, we have very, very strong intuition, intuition. And like, it's beaten out of us. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. 
I was on a different podcast the other day and we were talking about this idea of like, oh, we can't talk about tight, toxic diet culture without talking about sexism. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad that that teenager rebellious part of me always lived on because this is what makes me fight for this cause. And she's like, look at you. You just called your intuition a rebellious teenager. <laughs> like that's how like I'm doing this work and I'm still framing it that way. And so right. I think that that voice inside just gets turned down so much that it is hard to turn the dial up and figure out like this was like beaten out of me by society, by family systems, by. And it's like it's it's like, where is that voice? The dial's yes. just so low. Yes. And that is why they they want us to do the work internally. So you don't have to hear other people's voices. Right. So you don't have to compare yourself that it's all about what is happening in your own being. And then you begin to identify it and you begin to connect to it in a way that is non-threatening. Yeah. It might be uncomfortable. It might be weird, but it's non-threatening. It's not exposed. Yeah. So we can do the work and identify it. So just identifying it gives us the option. It doesn't have to be this way. There's a possibility of it being another. It's just so fascinating that like, I think a lot of the most amazing things as human beings that are like part of the most beautiful part of the human existence have just been like, so flipped the other way in this culture. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like literally my intuition, I was even labeling it a rebellious teenager Mm -hmm. and your intuition is a beautiful tool to navigate the human experience. And so it is fascinating to just try to like get a reminder like this, you know? That it's okay to, it's like giving ourselves permission, I think, to listen to it. Question so far? Nope. You okay? I'm good. You sure? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to crawl out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't supposed to be punitive. <laughs> <laughs> the hard thing is, I've heard this before. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? How many times do you have to hear it? I wouldn't be surprised action. if you actually pulled over the exact same cards. I'm sure I've pulled these cards before. Um, all right. Let's look over the, let's do the attachment cards. So the attachment cards uh, are identifying the attachments. So these are false beliefs that we have mm. that are meant to protect us. And we react from them because when they, uh, when we are in a situation um, and we feel threatened, the, the atta- this attachment will protect us. And so react from this trying to protect us, but it's always a false belief. So this is like a barrier. Like a barrier. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about yeah, it I on think, the last, last week. Yeah. yeah. We talked about the attachment. Okay, ready? Attachment to wrong identity. <gasps> I think I'm going to have to retire from the podcast. <laughs> this is tripping me out too much. Wait, read it again. I want to hear it again. Okay. Attachment to wrong identity. Okay. James. we read this randomly picked this to talk about last week, last podcast. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. So all the listeners will be primed. (laughs) So I'm going to read it again and uh, you just get us there and, and absorb. Okay. Okay. As we speak to you of attachments, understand that this is the conscious minds, unconscious thought patterns that we are trying to convey. The physical mind has a bank in which all memories are stored, and based on these memories, humans make usually unconscious decisions. These unconscious reactions to the lessons you have learned create understanding and beliefs. Those beliefs are attachments. Whether they are true or not, we react to future situations from them. 
This card refers to the attachment of when you identify yourself as something other than you are. This is at first something that's difficult to understand, but know that we are speaking to you of simply a misunderstanding of who you are in regards to the nature of who you are. When we speak of attachments to the wrong identity, we speak of clinging to an identity which is not truly yours. By this, we mean the idea that you find meaning, value, or overconnection to the idea of something that does not define you at the core of who you are. This is so crazy how perfect this aligns with everything <laughs> that they just are saying to you. These beliefs may be that you are an unexceptional person in an exceptional world or that you overemphasize that you are of a different income back bracket, a different social level in your world. Do you identify yourself as not spiritually gifted or not spiritually connected? What about defining yourself as someone that does not have when others have? Or defining yourself as someone that does have when others don't? Others, other examples of this attachment are viewing yourself as someone that is always in control or someone that is not in control. Someone who is financially stable versus someone who is not financially stable. Someone who is sick versus someone who is well. Secure versus insecure. Powerful versus weak. Drawing this card indicates that you have overly identified with a definition of you that is not the whole truth. That is not the entirety of who you are. Can I get an O girl? <laughs> oh girl. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazier than I thought it was going to be. It leads to reactions based on partial truths and forces an unconscious defense of that belief. Your situation is being influenced by this oversimplification of who, uh, of you and who you truly are. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? In so many ways. Talk more. <clears throat> I think that I've, you know, through the mothering experience, and I've been I've been reflecting on this a lot lately in terms of, um, you know, setting aside career and whether that was the right choice, the wrong choice, what that does to your identity. You know, when you invest so much of who you are in the outcome of your children, which is what a lot of professional women experience when they're when they give up their careers. And um, I've been mulling over this idea that my identity has been so wrapped up with what the choices my children are making. And I'm resentful. There's a lot of resentment that's built up from that. And I'm so not, like their life choices are you're having that as a reflection on you because yeah. you gave up some of your career in order to invest in them. And so if they're not turning out the way that you want them to, somehow that doesn't feel maybe as satisfactory as you yeah, had anticipated. Like, like this was my job. I took this job on and holy shit, I kind of failed at this job. Or maybe I didn't fail because the jury's still out, but <laughs> I'm not maybe performing the job as because in, you know, in, in frustration with the job and lack of satisfaction with the job can factor in not even as an outcome of, of who they are as people, but, oh my God, I was supposed to be more engaged or more satisfied or more this or more that. And, um, there's resentment that comes up with that because now I feel like I'm faced with this position. My children are getting older of. Oh, I have to recreate myself again. Mm -hmm. 
you know, here I am, I'm on this precipice, I'm in my late 50s, and it's time to decide the next chapter. And yet I feel like I gave up a lot and don't really know where the next step goes. So it's not even just an eternal thing. It's the next moves. It's the next motions. And then feeling frustrated a lot by some of the things they say and do or don't do. And, so, and you've overly identified I've overly with identified. that identity. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling my husband at one point going, oh my God, like, I'm not very good at this job. I thought I'd be better at it. Like all the fun parts of mom I was good at, but all the the consistency, the following through with <laughs> consequences. <laughs> <laughs> all the non-ADD stuff <laughs> I'm I'm de- I'm not good at. And I remember saying when I was younger, I'm like, oh my God, I have this job that I'm not very good at and nobody's gonna fire me. <laughs> like I should be fired. <laughs> <laughs> or resign, but there's no way to do that. Like you're in, you're in for the long haul. And of course I chose to have, you know, four kids because <laughs> I kept thinking, I'll get it right the next time or I'm going to do better. <laughs> I'm, gonna off I'm, the go- first two. I'm going in <laughs> hard. hard. <laughs> anyway. So this attachment to the wrong identity, I think is super accurate. You know, that, this identity of what the mom should be or what the kids should be or how I should perform the job and, and all these things. And, and even, even down to the attachment of who I was before I had children, this free spirited adventurous person, like that's probably the wrong identity too, or it's part it's, of my identity. Yeah. Who knows? It's not one or the other. Right. Right. But I have this idea. It's inclusive. I have this, the old Marnie in the back of my mind thinking that's who I'm supposed to be. I didn't, you know, I was more, that was more authentic, I think. In reality, maybe not. There's a lot of work to be done, I guess, is the. A lot of exploring. So counsel. So. (laughs) How about some guidance here? So through the identification of these three pieces, Mm -hmm. you've triangulated this specific issue, this specific dissatisfaction. Right. In your life. And where you, and so now the next step is going to be releasing it from where you hold it in your body energetically. Okay. Okay. And so now we're going to pull a release card. <gasps> I didn't know there was a release card. There's a release card. Okay. okay. Yeah. Just remember. I no. <laughs> you inundate me with information every week. I'm just holding on for, I'm holding on by a string over here, James. <laughs> All right. Okay. You ready? Yeah. So you're going to shuffle. Think about everything we just Learned. Okay. (laughs) Oh, read it. (laughs) Release of expectation. (gasps) (laughs) Girl. (laughs) You might want to take a picture of these cards together. Whoa. That's a, that's a big one. Now I'm tearing. Yeah. Where's the box of tissue on the desk, <gasps> ladies and gentlemen? Oh. We forgot them. It's I'll, okay. It's okay. I got a sleeve. Okay. So, um, okay, I'm going to read their description. Okay. Of what the release is, like the, the idea of the release. Drawing of the cards of release will release the stored energy that has been pinched in your sphere. 
the cards will be able to identify where in your understanding and belief the pinch is located and why these concepts, time, self, expectation, bring you anxiety. The release will rid you of that unconscious understanding and move you through it. The goal is to destroy the structure you have in your energetic framework that allows the problem to persist. Okay, so you did release of expectation. Here we go, it's number two. The release of expectation is the breaking of the bonds that you have and reverberate deeply within you from the comparison of where you want to be with where you are and how you feel you need to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Expectations ruin all the ability to experience the present and create a constant friction between the future and your past. They create a conflict between where you are in the path that is being laid for you and where you think you are in your human conscious mind. This is combined with the stress of what you determine is necessary for you to do to get there. We ask that you, okay, so now you're going to bear stones. And so they're going to ask you to grab stones. So uh, we ask that you hold the red stone in the middle of your palm of one hand. No, that one. Yeah. Um, Close your eyes. We ask that you hold the red stone in the middle of your palm in one hand, place that hand in the palm of the other. Imagine the red stone glowing in your hand, glowing strongly with the power that you possess in your body. At this particular moment, you are present. You are here. Feel that red stone filling your body with the vibration of the power of ability of acceptance. Feel the redstone vibrating wave after wave of acceptance, of knowledge of who you are, of your present moment. Feel the power of who you are, the power of your entire energetic being contained in your physical body. Immovable, hopeful, accepting, unshakable, Undeterred, quiet power. And you're just going to hold that until it's complete. It's funny, I feel the energy of it going to all of those spots in my body that hold stress. How do you feel? I feel better. I do. I mean, I can feel it. You want to let go of that? I don't know. <laughs> you like, oh, I'm, I'm holding on to that. <laughs> oh, that's a powder now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that, that's it. What do you, what are your thoughts, ideas, impressions? I think it's incredible. I think the, Accuracy is amazing. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. And you know what I love about this deck is it's it's extremely simple. I mean, there's really valuable information. It's accurate. It's not so nuanced that you're like, what the hell did I just read? Yeah. How does it apply to me? It's so targeted. It's such a great tool. Well, they, they basically say that there's only a few things that we simple little humans 
<laughs> They're like, it's, it is pretty simple. You, yeah. You got like five things. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's, it's the combination of them. And I'm just really happy that you could come here and do this. Thank you so and, much. And uh, obviously I hope it's helpful. And of I'm course. always available to you. Well, thank you. Love you guys. Love you. Thank you so much. Thank you.